Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Many businesses and organizations are required to keep an OSHA log. This document provides basic details of injuries and illnesses that occur in a workplace that are severe enough to meet OSHA's record-keeping requirements. These same employers must also post an annual summary of work-related injuries or illnesses, or what is called an OSHA 300A. This document summarizes the data from the OSHA log and is posted for employees to view from February 1st to April 30th each year. In addition, employees, former employees, and employee representatives can ask for and receive copies of OSHA 300 logs, and employers need to provide them with a copy of the log by the end of the next business day. Starting in 2017, employers with more than 250 employees per establishment, or employers in one of more than 60 broad-ranging industries considered high hazard, with 20 or more employees in an establishment, need to submit their OSHA 300A information electronically to OSHA. I should mention that OSHA's definition of a high-hazard industry is likely different than yours. OSHA considers businesses ranging from charter bus operators to department stores to agriculture in the high-hazard category. Appendix A of 29 Code of Federal Regulations, 1904.41, provides a list of industries considered high hazard. OSHA utilizes this electronically submitted information to prioritize inspections of businesses to ensure they are inspecting those that have the greatest rate of injuries. OSHA has never made this information public and has no plans to do so. On June 4, 2020, a judge for the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California ruled that 300A information OSHA has collected is not confidential and should be released by OSHA to the public. The case was brought by journalists who were investigating claims of employee injuries. Journalists filed a Freedom of Information Act request asking OSHA to release the OSHA 300A information they had. The judge, in her opinion, stated that what is confidential is not subjective, nor whether the submitter considers it to be confidential. In other words, because employers think the log is confidential, it doesn't make it confidential. In addition, the judge rejected OSHA's argument that the records are confidential as OSHA's own regulations required that the data be posted in the workplace for three months of the year and that employees can receive copies of OSHA 300A logs at no charge. Once the information is posted or an employee receives a copy, the employer no longer has control over the information. At the time this podcast was recorded, OSHA still had not released the information in the case and was considering an appeal of the decision. So what does this mean for employers? Well, if you've submitted your OSHA 300A information to OSHA as required, it may become public. While employees could have shared the information outside of your organization before, most have not. In my opinion, very few employees even look at the annual posting to know that the data is available. I recognize that many employers view this potential change as bad for business, as the information they consider private could be used against them. Once the data is in public, how the information could be used is unlimited. Likely, journalists will be the first to use the data to show how one business compares to others or an entire industry. That was the reason for the initial request. However, is there a way to look at the potential change as positive? Would your data give you a competitive advantage? Could customers seek you out because they appreciate that you injure fewer employees than your competition? May potential employees be more likely to work for your organization than another business because their safety record is worse? I'll admit, I cannot think of all the good or bad ways the data could be used. So what should an employer do? I recognize it's easier said than done, 
but create a safer workplace so you can have a winning safety record, a record that could potentially become public information based upon this court decision. In podcast 36, I began a discussion on how to create a safe workplace. I will continue with part two next week. By making a concerted effort to improve employee safety in your workplace, you will reduce employee injuries and the resulting loss of productivity and the cost of the claims. An added plus is that safer workplaces generally have higher employee morale and higher quality output. These are all benefits greater than what may be on your OSHA 300A. While you may not be able to do anything about your OSHA 300A becoming a matter of public record, if you create the safest workplace possible, there will be fewer entries on your OSHA 300A to worry about. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.